Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. You are listening to the Fourth Quarter Comeback Show. This is the show of Mr. Phenomenal himself, Mr. Miles W. Miller, and I consider myself very honored to have been asked to host this evening's show. It is now 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so it is now officially Christmas Eve, and I am honored once again to be in the presence of all of you as listeners on this evening. Um, I would be remiss if I did not first turn the show over to the Holy Spirit. Lord, Heavenly Father, we just thank you on this night, O oh Lord Jesus. We're on the eve of the birth of your Son, O oh Lord. Lord, and we just thank you, O oh Lord Jesus, for using your daughter on this evening, O oh Lord Jesus, to be able to set the captives free, O oh Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you, O oh Lord Jesus, that you allow me to decrease, O oh Lord Jesus, so that you may increase and so that you may be able to allow Dear listeners, to not harden their hearts, O Lord Jesus, but to receive you unadulterated, O Lord. Lord, we thank you, O Lord Jesus, and we ask that you just bless each and every listener. These things we ask of you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I am excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't know about you, but the fourth quarter comeback is, I mean, we're still in the game. I know there are things that God has spoken to you. There may have been promises that God has given you. In the beginning of this year, and probably around this time, you guys are saying, okay, you know what, I throw in a towel. It's not going to happen. I mean, it's the end of the year. We're almost at a new year. Just forget it. But I'm here to say to you that the game is not over. And by my watch, we still have seven days left in 2009, which means I'm big on numbers. Seven means completion. Seven means perfection. Yeah, my show's going now. And I just, I'm telling you guys, God is going to perfect himself in you, in the dreams, in the destiny, in the things that he's spoken to you. He's going to do it. But you guys have to hold on. You have to hold on. Now, I know uh, Mr. Phenomenal, Mr. Miles Miller, he loves football, and I know he always does analogies with football. I love football myself. However, I'm also a lover of basketball. And it was a huge period of time, unlike not just myself, I know many other people were huge fans of Michael Jordan. And it was a thing that he had. He was so good at what he did that it could be literally second left in the game and where the Chicago Bulls were down. And for whatever reason, I, I, never, I never feared. I never thought, okay, we're not, we're not going to win this one. And you know what? we always ended up winning because he was always able to come back and make the shot that would always win. I mean, and he did that year after year. And just like me being a younger young lady believing in a man, and I didn't even realize then that I was literally believing in the ability that God gave that man to be able to bring it home 
in the fourth quarter and still win, that's the same thing that I'm admonishing all of you all to do. Don't give up on God. God certainly has not given up on you, and it's not too late. He is there. He's still there. He's still able to make the slam dunk at the last minute. He is going to come through. He is going to come through. I'm excited. I'm just asking everybody to just have a level of expectation of what God is going to do, even within these last seven days. Just think about it. In eight days, it will be January 1 of 2010. Eight days, once again, big on numbers. Eight means new beginnings. So he is definitely, I mean, we have seven days, seven days to not only receive and reap the blessings that he spoke to us in January of this year, but we also need to be certainly excited about the things that he's going to do even in the eighth day from now, which is the first day of 2010, because he has some wonderful things available for us tangible for us, but we have, we have got to keep the faith. We have got to not lose sight of what God has for us. Even in that, God, God spoke to me. He said, okay, you know what, there's people who are discouraged right now because they think that, you know, it hasn't happened for me yet. God, did I miss it? Did I not hear you? I mean, did you change your mind? And God says, no. He hasn't changed his mind because when he spoke it to you, and you believed it, it automatically manifested. But now what we have to do is literally walk it out. We have to literally walk it out. And what we're going to end up doing as we're walking, we're going to walk right into our destiny, right into our dream, right into the promises of God that he has has spoken to us even at the beginning of this year. God is a man who cannot lie. His words cannot return into his void. But what can happen is there are things, there are blessing blockers that can come into play that he showed me that will almost hinder us from getting those things that he's promised us. There's, There's three key things. I'm excited because even in that, that means that he loves us so much that he's willing to tell us, to literally give us the enemy's game plan to show us exactly what it is that he's doing so that we can be able to be victorious even in his plot against us. So I'm telling everyone I want you guys to be excited. I want you guys to have an expectation because God is soon to show up, and everything that he has spoken on your life will come to pass. It shall come to pass. He's not a man that can lie. It will happen, and you still have time. Don't call him out. I mean, he's Jordan. He is Jordan. He's going up, and he's going to make that shot. We have seven days. He's perfect. Even in this, seven days to get it together, and we're going to be able to dismantle the obstacles in which the enemy thought he had set before us for us not to get to our destinies and our dreams and the promises of God. But I call him out. And I say not so. So with that, listeners, I want you guys to be encouraged. Yes, you are listening to the fourth quarter comeback. This is the show of no other than Mr. Miles W. Miller, Mr. Phenomenal himself. I am your host for the evening. This is Tiffany Patton. And I am honored once again, Miles, for him even allowing me to do his show on this evening. You will hear, I know you guys are missing his voice, you will hear him later on in the show because I will be interviewing him later on, which is going to be a wonderful treat for us. But I want you guys to 
stay tuned, be encouraged, and just know that your best days are yet to come. Right now we're going to hear one of the songs that have I've, I've always loved and adored because it kept me uplifted. It is no other than Optimistic by the Sounds of Blackness. Once again, this is Tiffany Patton, your special host for the evening, and you are listening to the Fourth Quarter Comeback. I will take a quick break, and we will be right back.
That was Optimistic by the Sounds of Blackness, and that is certainly what I want all of you guys to be on this Christmas Eve. You are listening to the Fourth Quarter Comeback Show. It is the show of no other than Mr. Phenomenal himself, Mr. Miles W. Miller, and he's asked for me to host this Christmas Eve edition. I am your host once again, Tiffany Patton, and I encourage all of you all that it is not too late. The fourth quarter comeback still applies to you. We have seven days left in 2009. I definitely want you to be optimistic because God loves you too much to even allow your plan to fail. I mean, everything that he spoke to you at the beginning of this year, at the middle of this year, you still have time. It's still going to come to pass. You have to, first of all, believe but know know that God's plans for you are good and not evil. So just hold on, stay optimistic, just know. He he sent me here even with a game plan. I mean, he literally gave me the enemy's game plan to let everyone know so that you will not miss what he has for you. Those promises, the destiny, the dream that you have and that you expect it to manifest, before the end of this year, will still come to pass. You just have to stay optimistic and please take heed to the things that God has has showed me. I mean, it, it literally blew me out the water. I mean, I've been so excited because I'm excited. I don't, once again, I don't know about you guys, but I am excited. Your future looks much better than your past. So just know that everything that you went through within even in this last 12-month period it was all for your making. It was all for your making. So get excited, get a level of expectation, even just start expecting unexpected blessings. Even when you wake up, those who I know it's late in the east and and, and it's a little earlier in the west. I, I just I want you guys to know whenever you hear this, be it on the podcast, when you're replaying it, if you're listening to it now, when you wake up or when you get up or you get to start your next day. I want you to say, I receive any and all unexpected blessings that you have for me today. Just, I mean, literally get up expecting to see just the move of God. I'm telling you, when you do that, Mr. Miles himself has definitely, I mean, he, he's been able to teach me some things and literally knowing and speaking. I mean, it, it's just power even in speaking what it is that you expect to happen. I mean, literally, life and death is in the power of your tongue. So please, I admonish you to be optimistic and to know that God has your very best at hand. Now, I did promise you there are three things that God has told me. I mean, literally, when God spoke the dream, when God showed you the dream, when God spoke to you what he was going to do for you, when he showed you the destiny that he had for you, when you believed, at the instant that you believed that he was going to do it, it automatically manifested. And I know you're probably thinking, okay, well, if it manifested, then why aren't I living it now? Well, the reason why is when it manifested, there's still a thing of us walking it out. And what walking it out means is that you're literally, you're walking, you're still doing the things that he's called you to do. You're walking the perfect will for, for your, that he has for your life, and you're moving. But as you're moving and walking, you're literally going to walk right into the manifestation of that destiny, the manifestation of that dream, the manifestation 
of that promise that he gave you. You're going to walk right into it. But what he showed me, once again, he showed me in the spirit that it's a lot of us that we're walking and we've walked. And we're thinking, okay, what is this? Is this it? Is, have we walked and ran into the manifestation? And literally what we've walked into is a stumbling block or something that enemy has set or designed to hinder you from getting to your manifestation. And literally the manifestation of that, that destiny, destiny that you've been waiting for, the promise and the dream that you've been waiting for that he spoke to you is literally on the other side of that stumbling block. And so he has given me the things that have caused the stumbling box blocks to rise, and he's given me the, the information and the answers on how we can tear those down so that you are able to get to your manifestation. So without further ado, the things that can hinder your blessing or your dream or your promise from being able to be manifested in your life in 2009, which can, I'm telling you, it, it's still going to happen. It can still happen, but you have to believe and you have to take heed there are three things. I'm going to go from the third item and work my way up to the top one because the top one is the one is the heaviest one. That's the one that normally trips us all up. So you should be able to find yourself in one of these three categories. The third category would be holding on to the past. Basically, he showed me driving, and I know anybody who has ever been accused of holding on to the past has probably heard this analogy, but he showed me literally me driving a car, but I'm driving a car and I'm looking in the rear view window. Because I'm looking at the rear view window, I'm looking at everything that's going on behind me, which is a representation of your past. But what he showed me is while you're looking at the past and holding on to the past, looking backwards, not only are you passing things, because literally, if you think about it, honestly, if you were to go into your car right now and get to driving and then start looking in your rearview window versus looking in front of you, what's going to happen is, because of the grace of God, for a while you'll probably be driving and not hit anything. Amen. But you're also, before you get into the accident, which is bound to happen if you're constantly looking backwards, you're also missing you're passing things that you would have – you're passing things that you're not able to see because you're so focused on the past and on the things behind you, you're literally passing things up that you know not of. So when he showed me that, and I said, okay, well, make it plain. He said, well, if you were to take your eyes off of the past and stop looking in the rear view window, you can focus straight ahead and you would be able to notice the things that you would have passed by and passed up or, or drove by or even drove over. There are things literally there, key things, key blessings, key, key destinies, things that are attached to you for your good, things that you've longed for, things that you've prayed for, that you will literally miss and drive by. If you constantly look in the rearview window, which means that you're constantly looking in the past. Then I said, wow, okay, God, that's good, that's good, okay. He said, but just think. Let's just say that you don't turn around in enough time to look forward to where you've already passed some of the things, some of the promises and the dreams that he has for you. You've passed it, and not only have you passed it, you've gotten into an accident. 
So now not only have you passed up the things that God has ordained for you, the things that you've longed for, but now you've gotten gotten yourself in a position to where you've literally caused an accident. You've caused a, a halt, a stop to happen in your life to where it's going to take time, preparation, restoration all over again for God to get you right back where you were originally to be able to receive the blessing that you had. And right now we have to be so very careful, people, because God has something so dynamic in our horizon for us. I mean, literally, eight days, a new beginning, eight days we're in 2010. In eight days, he, there's a move of God that's going to sure enough happen that is going to literally blow your mind if you are in the will of God, if you are in the, the perfect plan for him, which means that you're not focused on the things of the past. You're not focused on the past hurts. You're not focused on the past failures. You're not even focused on the past relationships. Those things are in the past for a reason, because they were not worthy of the future in which God has for you. So just remember that. Those things that are in the past, those people that are in the past, the failures that are in the past, learn from the, learn from the past. Spit, my, my grandmother always said, eat the meat and spit out the bones. Keep that which is good to you and keep going forward because I'm telling you, your future is much brighter than anything you could have thought was wonderful in your past. The word even says, old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. All things have become new. He has something so dynamic for us. Isaiah 43, I believe 18 and 19 says, Behold, I do a new thing. Who shall perceive it? And he's asking the question. I mean, who's going to? I mean, literally, right now, who's going to perceive it? Because you can perceive it and pick it up in the spirit and catch it and, and get it. And that's what we want. Fourth quarter comeback, that's what we want. We want you to pick it up and receive it. But if you miss it, You've missed it, and it's just like that accident. And who knows how long it's going to take you to get back to the point to be able to receive that which God already had for you right now. And who even knows, and honestly, with the move of God that he's doing right now, I don't even know if it would be a point of where you would even get the chance again. So you want to just be very careful, people. Don't hold on to the past. Let it go because your future is much, much brighter than you could have ever imagined. Your brain can't even conceive what God has in store for you. So just know, his, his promises are yea and amen. He, it, it's coming. It's coming. So just hold on. Just don't hold on to the past. Hold on to God like never before, like Jacob. I mean, I'm not going to let go until you bless me. That's who you hold on to. But, not hold, but do not, I admonish you, do not hold on to the past. The second thing that he showed me, and it was so funny because I was like, oh, the devil's going to be so mad tonight. He's going to be so mad tonight, is fear. Fear is, the first time I heard of this was, I believe I heard Joyce Myers many years ago say, fear is false evidence appearing real. What you do not want to do is you do not want to allow your dream to die with you. You do not want to allow your dream to die with you. Fear comes in so many different forms, and it's, 
and the funniest thing is there there's two things that I've seen that God has shown me that we as a people are fearful of. And it's and you say two, well I can think I could tell you many, many things. But when it comes to your destiny and what God has for you, there are many things that could come into play, but there are only two there are only two things that really we're we are fearing. The one is failure and the other is is success. And we would probably deem it thinking probably thinking, okay, did she just say success? Are we scared of success? I'm not scared of success. That's what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting for God to move. But honestly, if we're if we really look, a lot of us are so used to the struggle of it all is that really you're more you're probably more fearful, which you should not be, fearful of success. There was a poem that I, I remember I was watching a movie, Coach Carter, and a gentleman said a, said this particular line and I found that it was a poem. I believe the poem is by Marianne Williamson. And it states our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light and not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. And there is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. That as Miles W. Miller would say, was phenomenal. When I was watching the movie, I was crying, but when I was able to download it and I saw it, I literally had to attach it to my desk and my office for me to be able to see because that's what most of us struggle with. If if the truth be told and we pull off all of the masks, most of us are probably more fearful of what if we succeed? What if it actually works? What if my dreams come to pass? What if I finally live out and walk out the destiny that God has for me? What if I actually receive the promise? I'm here to tell you that God did not give you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Perfect love casts out all fear. And God is telling you, giving you the green light, go full steam ahead. The thing that you asked for me, daughter, I have it. The thing that you've been longing for in prayer and in worship, son, it's yours. Don't allow what people say. Don't allow the fear of what if, what if, what if I feel. And I'm not just speaking to you all because normally when things are given to me, it's for me first. So being transparent, I'm letting you know there are things that I have allowed fear to hinder. But what fear does is fear stagnates, and it basically paralyzes you in, the, in where you are. And God is, God is a progressive God. 
He's omnipresent. He's in the past, present, and future. I've never once saw a scripture that said he just remained in the past. Never. So I need you all to be excited. Be excited, be excited, have a high expectation because I'm telling you, I'm almost about to just pop. God is really going to do some things. But we literally, by us exposing the devil for who he is, he doesn't have a chance. What God said is going to happen for you is going to happen for you before 2009 is up. And even, and I'm even hearing this, thank you, Holy Spirit. The thing of it is is that your year or your quarter could be different. You could be in the fourth quarter. It, it might not even be a year anything for you. You could literally just be in the fourth quarter period in your situation. It could be, okay, well, God, you know what? They said that I had X amount of days where they were kicking me out. You know that I lost my job, this, that, and the other. There's always periods of time in our life that that happens. But that's when you have to believe and God, trust in what he says and believe in the promises and stand on them. Praise and worship God like never before because it's still going to happen. God is still going to move. If he's promised it to you, if he said it, it's going to come to pass. So stay encouraged. And last but not least, this is a huge one. This is the thing that gets us all in one shape, way, form, or another, which is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is something that can literally stop the hand of God. God, I mean, he could want to move the mountain for you all day and all night. But if, you, if, if you're harboring unforgiveness, at that point you tie his hands. I, I want to read something to you. And, and the King James really quickly and then in the Amplified, because it, it just, it literally blew me away. And it was Isaiah 43, 25, and 26. Isaiah 43, 25, and 26. And it states, I, even I, am he that blotted out thy transgressions for mine own sake, and will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. That's the King James Version. So I said, okay, okay. So what you're saying is um, what's keeping us is for the, the first part of it was not even forgiving others. He dealt with us literally forgiving ourselves. Because it's certain things that we've done, we don't feel worthy for what he said. You know, I know I really wanted and I asked God to do this, but I'm not really worthy. I'm not worthy because I had a child out of wedlock. I'm not worthy because, you know, I know I, I was caught in an adulterous situation. I'm not worthy because, you know, I really didn't go to school like I should have to be able to do what it is that I want to do or what I'm asking God or believing God to do. But... Listen to the Amplified, because it about blew me away. He said, I, even I, am he who blots out and cancels your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance. Remind me of your merits. Let us plead and argue together. Set forth your case 
that you may be justified and proved right. That is awesome. So not only when you say, okay, Lord, forgive me. I, I, I was caught up in fornication, and now I'm a child. I know this is not what you wanted from my life, but I repent. He no longer remembers it. He said, I, even I am he who blocks out and cancels your transgression. So he cancels it. it. It's done away. It's no longer there. Not only does he cancel it, he said that he does it for his sake. He does it for his sake because if he had not did that, if he had not blotted it out, then he wouldn't even be able to look upon us. Not even only that, he would not be able to move and get the glory out of us and to do and have his perfect will displayed in and through us if he did not do it for his own sake. But then he says, not only I will not remember it anymore, but then he says, now, after I blotted it out, I need you to put it in me into remembrance of what it is that I told you that I do. Put me in remembrance of, remind me of your merit. So that's the time when we say, Lord, I thank you because I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I thank you because you stated that I'm more than a conqueror. I thank you because you stated that I'm a champion. I thank you because you stated that I shall be the entrepreneur. I shall I shall be able to be the head of my family. I shall be the first to graduate. I shall. He's given you the right and the leeway to literally paint a picture for him of who you are. So that's not the time to say that you're unworthy. That's the time to say that I am a daughter of Zion. I am a mighty man of valor. It's the time to literally give God everything that you have about what he says that you are, not what you feel that you are and not what people have said that you are, what he says about you. At that point, ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing, and I do mean nothing in the world, that God will not be able to do nor withhold from you. But at the same time, however, the twist to that is, not only do you have to forgive yourself, but you have to be able to forgive others. Because his word says that if we are not able to forgive others, he shall not be able to forgive us. So you need to, this time of year, it's hard. You're around family and friends, and a lot of times this is when you're around people that maybe you've not gotten along with or you have to be around people that you may not see eye to eye with. But at that point, you need to truly forgive. Forgive, let go, love, because you don't want anything to keep you from what God has for you. We have seven days, seven days. You can make all of this right today. You can call that person today and say, I love you and I forgive you. You can even say it in your prayer time. You might not have to say it to them, but just forgive them in your heart, walk in love, and just open up the door and be able to receive what God has for you. Okay? That I'm telling you, I've given you the game plan. I've given you the, the he showed me the devil's handbook and what he was trying to do to keep you, to stop you. Those are the hindrances. Be encouraged. Be excited. I am going to go on a quick break. You are tuned in to the fourth quarter comeback, who is normally hosted by Mr. Phenomenal himself, Mr. Miles W. Miller, who we have coming up right after the break. So I thank you for tuning in. This is Tiffany Patton on the fourth quarter comeback. We will be listening to no other than Allow the God in You to Shine. This is my favorite song, The God in Me by Mary Mary.
You're listening to the sound. That was Mary, Mary, the God in me. Definitely, you always want to allow the God in you to shine more. You are listening to, you have tuned in. If you just tuned in, you are listening to the Fourth Quarter Comeback Show. And I am your host, guest host for the evening, Tiffany Patton. And Mr. Miles W. Miller, I know everyone has been missing his voice, Mr. Phenomenal. Well, you're in for a treat. He, I mean, I just couldn't do it. I mean, I know, really, it's not my voice you want to hear. It's his. So, without further ado, I definitely want to bring on Mr. Phenomenal, the producer, the hostess with the mostest, Mr. Motivation himself, 
Mr. Miles W. Miller. Miles, are you there? I am here, Tiffany. How are you? And I'm phenomenal. I, I'm a, I, I like what you've been doing tonight. I think people have really been um, really been blessed by what you've been doing. So I'm I'm actually absolutely honored that you've been able to to do what you've done tonight. Oh, I think I'm honored. I am honored that you would even entrust me with your baby. I, I thank you. And happy Christmas Eve to you. Oh, the same to you. <laughs> now, I've been talking to your wonderful listening audience, and what I've hey, everybody. Them, <laughs> what I've been telling them and letting them know is something, you know, a little sneak peek of what God showed me. You know, he gave me the devil's handbook in a sense of what he has tried to do to kind of hinder and block, um, you know, the the dreams and the promises of some of the things that he's promised us, not just your listening audience, me included. Um, and I know you, you've probably dealt with some of these things yourself, within a year to stop us from getting to what he's promised us. And, and I've been telling you, we have seven days, perfection, completion. We have seven days left in 2009, so it can still happen. It's not too late. But the thing, the, the three things that he showed me that keeps us is keeps us hindering from getting what it is that he's promised us is holding on to the past, fear, and unforgiveness. Have you dealt with or had to struggle with any of these three areas and in terms of getting what it is that God has for you in this year? You know, ironically, um, actually, I've, I've battled all three of them. Um, nobody, I don't think anybody is really, really free from saying that they they haven't battled at least one of, one of these three things this year. I know, but I can tell you, I've battled all three of them at, at one point in time. And the thing that really uh, gets me going and going beyond it is the fact that the promise is bigger than the past. I know that perfect love casts out fear. I know that if, if I really want what God has for me, then me holding a grudge against somebody is not going is not going to get me there. So what gets me moving is just knowing that there's a my my future is greater than anything that's ever happened to me. Amen. God has promised me it's bigger than anything that I've ever seen. So I don't have time to sit here worrying about something that happened in the past, or you know being bogged down with fear, or you know holding unforgiveness now. That's easier said than done. That's much mm-hmm. easier said than done. You know, here, here's, here you have a person in myself who wrote a book called The Power of Conquering Fear. So I know how to deal with this, this, this thing, and I've still been battling it sometimes because, uh, you know, I'm human. But what I did was I wrote that book as a blueprint that if I ever forgot it, I could always turn back to it. And I think okay. that I'll, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. What I was going to say is with you writing that book uh, on how to conquer fear, what mm-hmm. tips would you give your listening audience um, on how to fight fear? I mean, even though, and like you said, none of us are, are perfect. Mm-hmm. So even, and by you being the master even of that book or, or in that subject, it normally hits the that person first. So it's right. understandable right. that you would have had your own battles, but what tips could we give to the audience now, you know, a few more days left in 2009 to be able to overcome it? And once again, he does have the book 
So we're definitely going to have him give all of the information so that we can go out and get the book. Definitely. Well, one thing I'll say, uh, one of the things I, I talk about in the book is that you, and it's a quote from Brian Tracy, you have to do the thing that you fear until the fear of that thing no longer exists. And I'm paraphrasing now. Mm. But the very thing that you're scared to do is probably the thing that, it is the very thing that if you step out and do it, you will notice that it's probably not as bad as it seemed. You know, some people, they need to change their job. Some people need to, you know, lose some weight. Some people need whatever it, may, whatever it is that you may be fearing to initiate. Most times when you step out and just do it, things change. The, the very thing that you saw, you thought was, was just so hard to beat is like a little puppy when you get up to it, when you really start working on it. It's as a roaring lion. It's not a roaring lion. It's, it's like a roaring lion, it's not, but wow. it doesn't have the teeth of a lion. Hmm. That's good. That's good. Okay, so with fear, you have to face that thing which you're fearing the most. Right. Is, is one tip. With what about those people who are holding on to the past? I mean, they okay. they want to move forward, but for whatever reason, they're holding on to, you know. Um, I used to be with Bobby and them, and it, it was really good. I wish the relationship had a word, or, you know, I was hurt when I did this. So because of that, anything that even looks remotely like that situation again, mm-hmm. it almost like it, it, it paralyzes them and it stops them even in the same right. Almost as, It almost comes in then, too, hand-in-hand hand with the fear. I mean, but people are just holding on to the past to where God wants to take the past out of their hand and hand them what it is that they want, but they're still hanging on. What advice would you give for those who, those people who are holding on to their life, to the past, instead of the future? Well, one thing I'm always reminded of is, uh, I can't remember where exactly I heard this from, but... Um, it may have been a comedian. I can't remember exactly where, but it was it was good wisdom. The reason why the front windshield is bigger than the rear windshield is because where you're going is way more important than where you've been. Wow. Okay. That's good. I like that. So in understanding that, where you're going is way more important than where you've been. It's not it's not to downplay where you've been. It's not to downplay what's, what's happened in the past, but you have to understand that the future is bright. There's some there's a big there's a higher calling for you than the things you've been through. You you probably you you know, you're probably coming out of something that you shouldn't have been in anyway. Hmm. So in understanding that I'm coming out of something I probably shouldn't have been in and I'm going to something greater than I've ever known. It's just like in the Bible, you know, it said, talks about Lot's wife, how she turned to turned to a pillar of salt because she looked back and got frozen at, at by looking at her past, but she had just lost. Right. Oh my gosh, my kingdom is going is tearing, being torn down, is being, everything's on fire. And instead of keeping it, keeping it moving because they were being delivered out of out of a bad place, mm-hmm. she got caught up, just wondering and 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 reminiscing about everything that she was going to lose, not realizing that in order to go up, you got to give up. Mm. So in order to to keep it moving. In order to, to really go into what you've been called to co- go into, you got to you got to sacrifice something. And I, I guarantee you, if you, when you really look back at the past, that past relationship, if it's a relationship, you'll think about it. That relationship wasn't that good. They weren't that good to you. If they was that good to you, you'd still be with them. <laughs> That's right. Even if you made the mistake. That's right. So, 
my thing is with holding on to the past, understand that you're going to a higher calling. You're going to a you're being delivered to something greater than you've ever known. You know, that's this is a song I listen to all the time now by Donald Lawrence, the Tri City singer it's called It's Your Time. And the song starts off, he says, You're getting ready to experience some of the best times of your life. I, that's what I'm going to tell people tonight. You're getting ready to experience some of the best times of your life. Stop looking back. Stop looking back. Stop looking back. The more you look back, the more you take your focus off of where you're going. Just like Amen. Tiffany was saying earlier in the show, if you drive, see, it's like this. It's illegal to drive in reverse. The whole, <laughs> if, if you decide to go out here right now and get on, you know, I'm in Atlanta. If you decide to get on I-285 right now and drive it in reverse, the Cab County police would definitely come get you. <laughs> and deal with you real, deal with you very aggressively if you didn't okay. hit somebody first because it's hard to control a car driving it in, in reverse. That's right. Because first and foremost, you're looking backwards. That's so that right. means that your body is contorted and you don't huh. have a full view because now your head is, is not completely looking at the target anyway. Huh. So why not just keep, keep your eyes focused on where it is you're going because where you're going is greater than where you've been. Amen. I, that's good. That is good. I told you. See, you guys really didn't want to hear me. Mr. <laughs> he has all of the answers. Do you hear? He has what you all need. Um, the last one, the biggest thing that God um, was dealing with me on that is keeping us from what he has for us is unforgiveness. Oh. And, you know, I know um, that the time is, quickly running, but unforgiveness is something definitely, especially in this time of the year. Right. Um, I know it's supposed to be a joyous time of the year where family and friends are supposed to love each other and get together, but a lot of times those who, you know, your in-laws, your outlaws, um, all of those who um, that you may have had tiffs or wrists with or, um, you know, I'm not saying eye to eye, you kind of have to come together. And Unforgiveness is still there. So, yes. what would you give? What tips would you give to this new audience to be able to overcome that? Well, when I think about unforgiveness, the one thing that comes to mind is like a huge, like bottle of acid. I see oh. a big bottle of acid, and what I know about acid is that acid really does more damage to the container that holds it than the thing it's poured out on. Oh, wow. So, if you see people who are battling like certain like Ill, many illnesses, some some terminal illnesses, it's just as simple as forgiving somebody, and they, their whole health could turn right around. Hmm. Acid is never that 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 potent against the thing it's poured on, but it does more damage to the container. That unforgiveness that you're holding is doing more damage to your body, to your mind, to your soul than it is to the person that you're holding it against. The truth of the matter is that. The person that you're upset at, the person that you're mad at, the person that you don't, that you know, I'll never forgive them. Guess what? They're going to sleep tonight, and you're up right now <laughs> thinking about why you pissed off at them. That's true. So hopefully, when you hear this show, after you hear this show, you can go to sleep because they they they're not thinking about you. <laughs> they don't even care. I mean, they they've done it. They done they done, and they they gone on. They, they ain't thinking about you no more. So you got don't don't get caught up on no bull crap like that. I mean, excuse my uh my my French and stuff like that. You know, it's kind of broken, but. You gotta. You, you can't let people. Sometimes people don't even know they made a mistake. I found a lot of times, like I was holding. I see. I'm gonna tell y'all the truth. I used to be good at holding grudges. I learned it. I learned it from the best. My mother can hold a grudge. 
You. My mother could hold a grudge, and she taught me well how, how to hold a grudge. How to if I, if somebody ever wanted to go to war with me, look, there used to be a time in my life I can just be honest that if I was mad at you, you should if you saw me on the street, walk across the street because you probably don't want to walk in front of me. <laughs> or if I know where you live, I'll come find you type stuff. Oh, wow. But God has been working on me, people. I'm a much calmer person now. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but but I, what I quickly understood was that me holding a grudge against somebody, me holding this anger towards somebody, it didn't help me. It didn't make it didn't make the situation any better. It only made me worse because I couldn't concentrate on being who I've been called to be, worrying about okay, how I'm gonna get back at this person. Vengeance is not ours. Vengeance is not ours. It belongs to God. If somebody hurts you, if somebody comes against you, remember this. He said, touch not my prophet. Touch not God's anointed dude. My prophet's no harm. God considers you his anointed. He, can, he You know, you were blessed to be here. So that means that nobody's going to come against you and do do something that destroys your destiny or, or tries to destroy your destiny without getting the attention of God. So in knowing that, Guess what? God also loved that other person. Hmm. So don't you go trying to get revenge on somebody. Let God chase his his own. Okay. I know it's easier said than done because, you know, hey, I, I can be honest with you. I used to like to exact revenge. I used to like to say, <laughs> hey, you know what? I want to make sure you got what you're supposed to get. But what I learned quickly is that that creates a vicious cycle, in it, and you don't want to be a part of that cycle because it's, it's destructive, and you don't want to be a part of anything that destroys. You want to be a part of everything that uplifts. If somebody hurts you, Guess what? Say, Father, forgive them because they know not what they do. They didn't know that in doing what they did was going to force you to, to have to go towards your destiny with even more tenacity. That that boyfriend that left you on the side for somebody else, he didn't realize that he made you a better person because you he was what was bringing you down anyway. Hmm. That girl that left because, you know, she thought that this guy over here, you know, was, was much better than you come to find out he wasn't the guy she thought he was and now she wants to call you and you know and leave you secret messages. Hey. That's <laughs> <Not> secret. <laughs> hey, I mean just keep it real. You have to understand that it's okay. Look, it's not the end of the world to make a mistake. It's not the end of the world that somebody made a mistake. And I can guarantee you, whatever they did, it even if they didn't really know what the heck they were doing. They probably really didn't mean it. They probably didn't mean it for it to turn out the way it did. Forgive them and just move forward because what God has for you is much greater than, than that, that grudge and that and that unforgiveness because unforgiveness is, remember this, it's just like acid. It will destroy your body. It will destroy your mind. It will destroy everything you got going. You can't afford to hold on to a grudge. You can't afford to hold on to, um, to unforgiveness. It does you better to forgive somebody who's hurt you than it does to hold on to the unforgiveness because guess what? Again, they probably don't even know that you hurt them or that they hurt you. Sometimes they don't even know they hurt you. Now, sometimes they just they know and they just don't care. And in that case, you really just say, God, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You know what? I think in a, um, the Bible also says to um, bless those who despitefully use you. Um, because when you bless those people who have hurt you, it says that it's literally like, and I believe it's in Proverbs, I can't think of the um, scripture offhand, but it's literally like um, heaping hot coals on their head. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, I was like, wow. Okay, so just by me being nice to the person who's not so nice, 
God is still handling it. So that, right. that's that's good advice. I've had that very same thing happen where somebody had, had slandered me. And they got to a point where they, they needed to eat. And they called me like, man, could you, you know, could you feed me? I'm hungry. And part of me was like, no, nah, man, like, screw you. <laughs> but the but that part of me that understood that I can't stoop to that person's level. I have to still be who God says I am, regardless of how anybody else has treated me. Yeah, you better believe I made sure they had something to eat. Wow. Because I didn't want to deal with I didn't I wouldn't want to to offend God, because He told me to be be the bigger man. Amen. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, I know we are definitely um, so blessed to have listened and heard your voice instead of mine. I know they were really looking for. It's like who's this lady? That's the one. I was listening to Miles. <laughs> But I know the time is wrapping up really quickly. Tell people now, nobody ever, we never get to find this out really for you on your show, but how can the listeners that are listening now or maybe even new listeners find Mr. Phenomenal, Mr. Miles W. Miller? They wanted to get in contact. And do you have any any things in the work, anything new coming up that you might want to let your listeners know? And if not, how can they get in touch with you? How can they find you in your radio shows? Well, I'm really easy to find. Uh, everything is Miles W. Miller. So I'm on Facebook at Miles w, Facebook.com slash Miles W. Miller, M-Y-L-E-S-W-M-I-L-L-E-R, MySpace.com slash Miles W. Miller, uh, YouTube.com slash Miles W. Miller, all the major places, Twitter.com slash Miles W. Miller. You can find me. Uh, you can find the show again at uh, blogtalkradio.com slash Miles W. Miller. Um, you can email me uh, at miles at mileswmiller.com, or you can e- email me at um, mileswmiller at gmail.com. If you want to find me, type Miles W. Miller in a search on Google. You'll find just about everything I've done over the course of the last two, three, four years now. Also, I want to pull up the book. You can go to Amazon.com. Amazon.com and, sure. and buy The Power of Conquering Fear. Um, it's yeah. a dynamic book that I wrote for the dreamer and the visionary. Each and every one of you who, who gets this book, I guarantee you it will change your life. It, you know, there's some things that we're all dealing with, and I know fear is a, a, a paralyzer of greatness. Get this book yeah. today, and it will change your life. I was just going to say that every listener who is listening to the sound of my voice right now, you definitely want to make sure that you go to Amazon.com to pick up the Conquering the courage to conquer fear. The power of conquering fear. The the power of conquering fear. Uh, my apologies. Um, you definitely want to do that. It would be a great stocking stuffer. You might even be able to still kind of get this overnighted. If not, then it could still be a Christmas gift. Just maybe a day or so late. This is the season. We remember we only have seven days, so you want to go on there, bombard Amazon, get it, get the tools, get the techniques down packed so you can still be able to receive that which God has in store for you. I want to just thank Mr. Miles W. Miller not only for being um, one of my guests today, but also for allowing me to grace his listeners with my presence. It was certainly an honor, certainly an honor. I'd like to wish all of your listeners a happy Happy holiday season, um, and definitely a Merry Christmas. 
for all of those listening um, who may even be um, away in Iraq or serving for our country. I thank you personally, and we definitely say here from the Miles W. Miller show, this fourth quarter comeback, we say Merry Christmas. Have a happy new year. We will see you before the new year. I'm sure Miles will be back so you'll be able to hear his voice. And we are going to leave you with one of my favorite Christmas songs, which is Boys to Men, Let It Snow. I might not necessarily want to see the snow stick, but I still love this song nonetheless. Definitely go out, get the Conquering Fear, The Power to Conquer Fear, at Amazon.com by Mr. Phenomenal himself, Mr. Miles W. Miller. And from him and myself, we'd like to say Merry Christmas, and may you all have a wonderful night. This is Tiffany Patton, and I'm saying good night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.